0: Hello and welcome to the Miskatonic Playhouse. I'm Cat Clay, your Keeper of Arcane Lore, and tonight I am running Note and Notoriety from Host and Hostility, a collection of three Regency scenarios by the Honorable S.R. Sellins. These are intended for a single player and Keeper, and tonight I welcome Phaedra to the table. Welcome Phaedra. Hello, thanks for having me.
1: Now, who might you be playing tonight? I am playing uh, the one and only Marina Garrick. Can you tell me a little bit about Marina? What's she
0: been up to these days?
1: <laughs> well, Marina is uh, only 19 years of age. You know, so she's just now starting her, her journey through society, but she's not a big fan of it, uh, if I'm honest. She is quite a spirited young lady. She prefers to exercise her body rather than her mind. She's very much into horse riding. She has, you know, three older brothers and, and that brings a certain air of, of masculine energy to her. She's not into the fashion and the traditional feminine activities. And, uh, I don't think she's, she'll be very keen to be told what to do by anyone. Uh, even if they are a potential husband, because she has, she has this drive to challenge authority and fight for what's right. And as a woman in the Regency era, I imagine there's a lot of that to be done. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, Marina, your mother doesn't agree <laughs>
0: with this lifestyle, and you have been sent to Brighton in the hope that you are to make a most eligible match. So you find yourself at the home of Mr. and Mrs. Hampton, some of your mother's closest friends. Here the air smells briny, even when the doors and windows are closed, for the Hampton home is close to the sea and the bathing boxes. You're hoping to catch up while you're here with your good friend, Miss Harriet Fenchurch, to escape the tedium of the Hamptons' company. So it's the morning of your first day with the Hamptons, and as you sit in the dining room awaiting breakfast, Mr Hampton is reading the paper. He remarks upon a singular article. Oh, now, is he really? What kind of triviality is that, that the newspaper is reduced to talking about gossip. Listen to this, my dear Miss Garrick. The ball of the season is to be held at Thornhill Manor, seat of Sir Jasper Dulfray, tomorrow evening. Sir Jay, and I mean they cannot use grammar in this newspaper. Sir Jay has been noticeably absent in society of late. Could the rumours of his ill health be true? The cause of his absence notwithstanding, his ball tomorrow night promises to be a most singular distraction and, in keeping with his usual extravagance, promises to feature the largest midnight display of fireworks, yet seen at an event such as this, an, av- an evening of frolics and fun await all those fortunate enough to have received an invitation. <laughs> Well, I haven't received such invitation, have you?
1: Well, uh, I do love a firework display, but unfortunately me neither. I suppose we must stay in for another night and avoid socialising with all these wonderful, wonderful people.
0: And as you have your delightful breakfast of kippers and toast, hard-boiled eggs and tea, Mm -mm. surprisingly the footman arrives with a card on a silver salver. Miss Harriet Fenchurch is calling for the young lady.
1: Shall I I tell her you are in? Oh, Harriet, please, please do. I'd love to see her. It's getting quite uh, dreary in here. So Miss, Miss Harriet Fenchurch
0: has arrived and she's thrilled to see you, Marina. And she greets you very warmly and says... I come with the greatest of news. I cannot believe that you're here, and I am here to rescue you from the tedium of the Hamptons because I come bearing with me an invitation to the ball of the season. Oh! And she hands you over a crisp white envelope.
1: What an absolutely unlikely coincidence! We were just referring to this this occasion with uh, Mister Hampton here, weren't we, Mister Hampton?
0: Oh, yes, I suppose we were. Oh, I, I can't, I can't say I endorse much of this frolicking. Are you really going to go, Marina?
1: How could we possibly refuse such an invitation, Mister Hampton? It would be. It would be a terrible faux pas. Uh,
0: I am not one for dancing, as you well know. But if you promise me that there is to be no frolicking, especially no frolicking with gentlemen, unless they are marriageable, eligible, and very, very rich, then I shall leave you in the capable hands of Miss Fenchurch. I am
1: too tired to dance. I do not frolic, Mr. Hampton. I run. (laughs) Oh, good (laughs) Lord. Now,
0: you open the envelope um, that she's given you and the invitation says on a crisp piece of paper, the quote, While we live, let us live. And inside it requests your company to attend the Ball of the Season at Thornhill Manor on Saturday 19th of September at 7 o'clock p.m., which you know is tomorrow evening, and it's signed Sir Jasper Dulfray, Sussex, September 1812. Harriet is very excited. Oh, Marina, I mean... Sir Jasper Dolfrey, he's the most eligible match of the season, and and while I have my eye on somebody else, you, my dear Marina, could not do any better than my cousin, for if you were to be married to him, we should become family. He is by far the most eligible
1: man in Brighton. Oh, goodness, I, I, I didn't expect this day would come so soon, but, uh, I suppose if I am to marry anyone, I I could I could do worse than become a family member of yours, Miss Finch. Oh, that's the spirit!
0: (laughs) I'm so excited. I mean, we have we have all day to to prepare, but um, I was wondering what you what your
1: plans were for today. Tell me, Harriet, does uh, Mister Thornhill have horses? Uh, Mr. Thornhill does not. Your cousin? He does not have horses. Well, my
0: cousin, uh, because uh, I was slightly confused because he's called Sir Jasper Dolfray. Yeah, we have different last names. Um, and Thornhill Manor, I, I cannot quite tell from memory what the history of the manor is, but. He does, I suspect, have horses because it's quite a large estate. I mean, you will see. We will have to go tomorrow morning early so that I may show you all the grounds. And you will not believe this, but there is the most diverting maze. Ooh, a maze. That sounds absolutely thrilling. Yes, it's the perfect place to get lost in with... (laughs) A certain somebody. Or by yourself. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, don't
1: you want to get married, Marina? I do not like to disappoint Mother, so in a sense I do want to get married. It's just that I don't want to be married. Do you, do you understand? Aren't they the same thing? I have so many things to do in my days with my life. I just... I just hope my husband, whoever, whoever they are, can support my need to exercise, to leave the house. I do not want to turn just like my mother, just sitting, sitting on an armchair and embroidering and doing needlework all hours of the day and raising children. I just, I just want to be treated like a man. And I have not yet met a man who is willing to do that for me. Treated like a man, oh. Oh. with respect, me, oh. with respect.
0: Oh, you never I understand, understand. Miss Fincham. You want to be respected. <laughs> well, there are many ways you can be respected in the ton and out. well one of the ways we could do i mean we could go and get your dress fixed up it is a little little tatty for the dress and get you some pretty accessories um, or we could go practice our dancing
1: so that we are ready to impress all the gentlemen uh, all right very well let us go uh, i will do what what you like Miss Finchert, as long as you promise me that we find horses, go to the mage and look at the fireworks. I just love how loud they are. I suppose. Um, Well, I think the best thing, the best
0: course of action here is for us to practice our dancing with Mr. Hubert Patrington, who is just the Best dance coach in Brighton, and I've been seeing him already to get all the moves for the season. Um, so I think we we should go there because obviously I'm a little concerned that you're not going to impress my cousin enough.
1: <laughs> well, don't uh, don't hold back, Miss Finchurch. Uh, very well, I will uh, try to impress. If 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 that is what you and Mother wish from me, I will try my best. But of course. If things don't work out, they just don't work out. We have, we might have to accept that.
0: I'm sure things will work out. I mean, he
1: is a little on the sickly looking
0: side, you know, but appearances aren't everything. He's a proper gentleman. Um, so let us go to yeah. practice our dancing. Let's. So... So you you take a carriage um from outside the house um to a a very fine looking studio in a fancy part of Brighton and it is the studio of Mr Hubert Patrington who is a renowned dancing master Mr. Patrington welcomes you at the door. He's like, "Oh, hello, ladies. Are you here? Are you here to practice the most popular and fashionable dances this season?" Indeed, we are. Oh, jolly good, jolly good. Um, so. As you well know, in the season, we do all the same dances and we learn them all. And so there's no surprises. Everyone can go in confidently to the balls and not put a foot wrong because we've practiced them all. Um, It would be the absolute height of rudeness for anybody to change the lineup at a ball this late in the season. I mean, it would be a catastrophic faux pas. Um, So... This feels you, like foreshadowing. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. I'm just a humble dance instructor. But if you two would like to take one another as partners, um, we shall have a small jig. Now, I would like you to both step into line and... He begins playing some music on a fiddle so that you can get the (laughs) tune right. Um, And you proceed to run through all the moves of um, a particularly heinous jig. Um, Could you make a dancing roll for me?
1: I'd love to. I failed by 10 points. 55 over 45.
0: Marina, what are you doing? Stop stepping on my feet. You are meant to go
1: left and I go right. I'm sorry. I'm just Uh, used to dancing to good music. (sighs) That that won't do. You just,
0: we'll just have to practice some more. (laughs) And unfortunately, you practice, you know, well into mid morning and the violin begins to grate on you both. And after some time, Harriet just gives up because, um, you've clearly trod on her foot one too many times <laughs> and you retire from the dancing master who bows at you, um, you know, with all courtesy, just disp- even with a little bit, um, too much pleasantries because he's a little concerned about your dancing skills there, Mar- Marina. Um, but after, after you've finished, uh, Harriet takes you aside and, to a local tea house and um so so my dear friend uh, i i actually have a confession to make a confession harriet Uh, uh, it's it's a secret you can't you must swear not to tell anybody
1: who would i tell mr hampton
0: Well, not even, Mr. Hampton. Just promise me that you won't utter this to a soul. I trust you. I promise, I promise. I have met a man. He's a lieutenant in the militia. And I think he's going to propose to me at the ball on Saturday. Oh, goodness. When did this occur? Well, we met two weeks ago. Um, he's a friend of Sir Jasper and his name is Lieutenant James Wandsworth. And he's the most handsome man in his beautiful, beautiful uniform. And he's just the bravest, best young gentleman in England. I mean, he's told me all the stories of his heroism in the time in the militia. And he's such a good friend of my cousin, Sir Jasper. So, so
1: no one could possibly disapprove of the match. Well, it seems like you had no reason to keep it a secret for so long. If I were you, I would just tell everyone. Well, no, it's just,
0: you know, you know how things are. People gossip. I mean, you read the newspaper here in Brighton. They would love this kind of thing because obviously as a young lady of standing, you know, I am expected to marry a baron or... A Marquis, and he is a lieutenant, and I'm concerned about what my aunt will say.
1: Well, who gives a damn about what your aunt says? Just do what your heart tells you and go forth. If this is the man you'll be happy with, why would you let anyone tell you otherwise? Well, that is exactly why we
0: are friends, um, because that's exactly the response I wanted to hear. And I think that I would like to introduce you to him tomorrow morning. Um So if tomorrow we could go to Thornhill Manor together in the morning and he can take us in his lovely, lovely, you know, carriage, an open air carriage, and we can go there together and, and you can get to know him and see what such a good man he is and then you'll be convinced and then it might give me the courage to talk to my aunt about
1: about our situation very well if that uh, is what it will take well i am just thrilled because you will
0: adore seeing thornhill manor before the ball i mean few have the luxury of seeing this place in all its splendor
1: i would love to walk the grounds all day
0: and at that, Harriet, it's, it's pending on lunchtime. It's, it's close to one o'clock and, um, she takes her leave of you to go and prepare for the ball tomorrow. But she does promise that, um, you will, she will pick you up tomorrow morning, um, with the dashing lieutenant in tow. Now you've got some time this afternoon. Was there anything that you particularly wanted to do? marina
1: marina not knowing for certain whether there will be horses would like to do some riding of course i'm not sure if the hamptons have the capacity to offer that to her um, um so the
0: hamptons uh do not have an estate so they live in in a line of houses that are close to the brighton seashore mm. um, You could potentially ask Mr. Hampton as to where you could get some horse riding uh, lessons or you could, the other opportunities are to explore the town as well. Let me
1: just see if I can get a map up of Brighton. Exploring the town sounds fun. Let me see what we have here. So there's
0: a few few places in town. Uh, you're currently at the North Street Coffee House um, where you can obviously have some lunch and a cup of coffee with your friend. Um, there is the Modiste uh, for getting the latest fashions, oh. uh, the Milliners for getting the latest hats. <laughs> um, there is an inn, but it's certainly not a place for young ladies. Um, and plenty of other um, the assembly rooms as well Um, but they're not in use at the moment just because it's not the time for a ball the biggest ball in town is on the uh, on tomorrow night Mm. and there's
1: also a bookshop well actually I don't think Marina is much of a reader no she is not perhaps a new riding hat a new
0: riding hat is an excellent choice, madame. <laughs> so you make your way to the milliner and um, many of the women there are getting ready for the ball tomorrow night. Um, the store is quite busy with people and who um, are trying on the latest designs in bonnets with feathers in them and flowers for tomorrow's ball. Um your request for a riding hat is quite unusual at this point in time.
1: <laughs> Classic Marina.
0: But the milliner offers to help you. Yes, Miss. Uh, uh, are you sure you do not want something for the Baltimore night? I mean, I mean, if you are in fact invited. I mean, judging by the state of your dress, it is, it is a little dirty.
1: Your hemlines certainly need some care. I was indeed invited and I will be there. She says very proudly.
0: <laughs> Instead of this, you know, this writing hat, why not get a pretty little tiara for tomorrow night? Or, or, or these flowers, you know. Um, you know, Sir Jasper does throw the most lavish parties and he's known to wear extraordinarily fine clothes. Um, you know, you need to
1: look the part for this ball. If you manage to find me a new riding hat, I will also purchase whatever else you think might be fitting for this ball.
0: Well, I do in fact have a riding hat here. And I also have this exquisitely designed circlet of flowers, which is also decorated with with a tiny golden horseshoe. So I think this might be
1: quite in your taste, young lady. At this point, Marina is almost enjoying the charade, so I think she's going to put it on and be very amused with herself. Oh, oh I well, I will take it. Oh, most,
0: most excellent choice, young, young lady. Um, I will wrap that up for you in tissue paper. And she goes away and wraps up the tiara, the horse themed tiara and the horse <laughs> hat, um, in tissue paper and hands you two, um, elegant hexagonal boxes.
1: Uh, Marina's going to take out the tiara and just wear it oh, oh, would you like me to organize, would you like me to arrange your hair around that? Would you like me to,
0: and and the milliner fusses around your hair, um, showing you how it might be elegantly displayed on your hair. And um, she then, you know, is a little perplexed as to why you would like to wear such a nice tiara out into the street. But there you are.
1: There I am.
0: Now, after today's events, uh, after you've done your shopping, um, it may be time for you to get some rest before tomorrow's events. Mm. Um, Is there anything else you would like to do today before returning to the home of the Hamptons?
1: I think she'd like to take the scenic route, walk uh, by the seaside, you know take the the longer walk home she enjoys staying active and she finds that the hamptons keep to, keep her quite cramped inside um so so marina takes
0: a walk along the beautiful um high uh, walls at brighton and there's many people out strolling it's a it's a beautiful day and it's September, and so the weather is still good before winter arrives. Um, and as you're walking, you notice that there's a, a couple of older ladies ahead of you talking about Sir Jasper.
1: Hmm. Would you like to make a listen roll? I would. That is an extreme success with eight over 40. You're excellent hearing. It's because she got she put her hair up. And now it's not covering her ears anymore. She is uh, amazed. <laughs> she can hear so well. She will wear this tiara all the time now. <laughs> it is almost as if this horseshoe-themed
0: tiara is a lucky tiara. Um, for you, it can almost feel like you're standing next to these women as they talk and gossip about Sir Jasper, who... Did you hear? I mean, Sir Jasper has been appearing more ill of late, and I mean, he's been avoiding everybody. I can't believe that he's throwing this party. I haven't seen him for months. Oh, yes, I haven't seen him around at all. I mean, since he inherited the manor, I mean, he's he just spends all his money and his time there. And he's redecorated the ballroom. I mean, the ballroom was extravagant to begin with. I can only imagine what it looks like now. But, you know, did you know that I did not get an invitation? No, nor I. I think it's the height of rudeness that he did not invite us. (laughs) I hear there's a hedge maze. And, you know, it's quite famous or infamous, should I say. Really? Apparently. Did you hear that a servant committed suicide there in the late 1790s? Oh no, I did not hear that, juicy little tidbit. My goodness, why doesn't don't more people know about it? We must keep it on the down low. But nobody wanted to go in there until the other year when I heard that he was renovating it with landscape architects. You know, nobody had been in there for years. And I mean, you know, you know what they say, I mean it might be it might be haunted. Ooh, I'm I'm thoroughly glad that I am not going to this ball. And the ladies move on along the parade, and and you you're nearly at the Hampton House, and their conversation turns to more inane things like tiaras and hats. <laughs> So you return to the Hamptons' house and um, it's late in the day and they demand your attentions for the entire evening. Um, they, they're they trying to teach you how to play a special type of whist, uh, which is rather tedious and not very popular with the younger set. Um, and you find yourself tired and heading to bed, um, ready for the next day's events. Did they like my tiara, though? they did remark on how magnificent the tiara is although mrs hampton had some concerns that you were spending your money on horse um headgear for riding horses rather than actually buying a proper dress to wear to the ball tomorrow mm. so the next day you wake up and you you know it is another Exceedingly lovely day and before long you need to be out the front because Miss Harriet has arrived with her bow. Um, and on the morning um, of this fateful Saturday uh, this chase pulls up outside your house and it is driven by a man in a red uniform who's sitting alongside Harriet. You see him he, Harriet was right, he is quite dashing in his uh, handsome red coat and militia uniform, and they both descend from the carriage to approach you. Oh, oh, Marina, may I present Lieutenant James Wandsworth. And he bows deeply and looks at you um, intently. A pleasure to make your acquaintance. The pleasure is all mine, Lieutenant.
1: Shall we head to Thornhill Manor? Um, Well, I was going to say that after overhearing the conversation from the older ladies the night before, uh, Marina had some some dreams about what her future could look like with this uh, mysterious and ill uh, Sir Jasper. And she's started wondering whether in fact marrying someone with a big estate who is morbidly ill uh, is actually the best plan for her as perhaps she might end up uh, alone with an inheritance she can all use on horses. Uh, so if it's not uh, a terribly rude, uh, she would like to take uh, Harriet aside and tell her if they can actually do make a quick trip to the Modiste um just so that she can she can maybe uh pretend to be feminine long enough to secure her future with a person who might not be alive uh in the long run oh no she she won't say the whole thing she'll just say that she had a change of heart and she wants to do her best Oh, I am absolutely thrilled you've come
0: around. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to be your, what would I be, your cousin aunt? I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, let us go to the Modiste. Um, I'm i am so thrilled to have the time. Well, it, we will make a quick trip, the quickest trip that we possibly can, because I do not want to keep Lieutenant waiting, uh, for he shall get rather antsy if we, if we you know, annoy him too much. Anyway, you, you head quickly to the Modiste, which is only walking distance from the Hamptons house. And, um, you arrive, when you arrive, the Modiste just laughs at you a little. You want a dress for today? (laughs) (laughs) Because she's been preparing dresses for women for weeks for this ball. And uh, many of them have been specially ordered. So the only dress that's left in the Modiste that is of an ample size for you is a rather frilly peach number. Um, Does it go with my tiara? <laughs> somewhat, somewhat. Look, it. it's a look. It's a look. Just don't tell anyone you got your outfit here. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it does. It does make you look rather girly, um, <laughs> as opposed to your usual attire of, um, you know, ragged hem dresses and horse
1: riding up attire. <laughs> There's nothing I can do, is there, to convince her to to, to draw something from the back? <laughs> um, would you like to try? How how would you go about this? I will persuade her by telling her that this is the ball of the season and I am due uh, to potentially marry Sir Jasper himself. Would you like a design of yours to be seen uh, at the ball, um, one of your good designs to make a good name for you or this design so that when I mention that it's gone from here, uh, no one no one visits you anymore for the fashion needs? And that's an attempt at persuasion. I, I think you should make up a suede role. That is a hard success with a 24 under 60. The modiste is swayed, despite the appearances
0: of this ragamuffin who likes horse riding. She's swayed by the argument. She cannot argue with the fact that, you know, if the potential wife of Sir Jasper was wearing one of her gowns, the business would be enormous. And so she goes out to the back and says, wait here, young lady. And she pulls out one of the finest Muslim dresses you've ever (laughs) seen. Yes, And it's certainly much prettier than the one that you've got on and the peach one combined. (laughs) Um, And it is just, when you touch it, it's just the finest fabric. Um, And and it fits, as you try it on, it fits like an absolute glove. And it goes with your tiara. Oh,
1: that is what I wanted to hear.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's so roomy and comfortable that you could even potentially jump on a horse at some point in this dress. Uh, it's, it's, it is the, the perfect dress. Yes, this is perfect. <laughs> so y- you pay for it. Harriet thinks it's fabulous. Oh. But we should get back. To my dear lieutenant, he's probably wondering where we are. And, and I don't want any comments from him
1: about young ladies going shopping because, you know, I hear enough from it, from him already. <laughs> I, I do apologize for the delay, but I also hope it was worth it. Let us go. I I think so. I think he will look smashing
0: in that dress. And if Sir Jasper doesn't want to marry you in that, I don't know who will. <laughs> so you you go back to the carriage and um oh, ladies, you're back ugh, I've been waiting here for half an hour. I mean, you know, get in the carriage and he he appears a little gruffer uh than maybe you first saw him at um and you all hop in the carriage and without a moment's notice you're thrown back into the seat as he clicks the reins um, and he is driving in between other carriages through the busy morning traffic of brighton dodging places uh dodging uh, workers as they go across the road someone has to jump out of the way with his cart of watermelons and they smash all over the ground <laughs> um and you're holding on for dear
1: life. Make a dex roll. Oh, beautiful. Oh, that is a failure with a forty-seven under fifty.
0: You're thrown into the wooden side of the carriage and, uh, you, um, you can tell already as your arm kind of turns slightly yellow and, um, and purple that there's going to be a nasty bruise there right on your arm, mm. um, for the ball tonight. Um, but you, he, he's driving like crazy. I mean, you're, you're afraid for your life
1: here. Uh, <clears throat> Lieutenant uh, Wandsworth, uh, are you oh. are you all right? Is this uh, are we in a in a terrible rush? Oh, uh, what are you trying to tell me, woman? Are you trying to tell me how to drive this carriage? I'm in the militia. I and uh, but we are not. We are ladies, whether we like it or not, and we do bruise easily. Um, make a charm roll. <laughs> I'm not trying to charm him, but uh here we are <laughs> that is an eighty one over fifteen. Marina is not the charming type <laughs> oh, I'll st- leave
0: leave the carriage driving to the gentleman that's you know we know how to use horses properly, and he keeps driving like a maniac and you, you and Harriet are you know rolling all over this carriage and it's making quite an impression on the ton um, and your reputations are slightly at risk if he doesn't
1: slow down okay um let's see i think i would turn to uh harriet and say harriet He likes you. Tell him. Tell him to stop. I will drive. Anyone. Anyone can drive better than this. He's going to hurt us. It's going to ruin our reputation. And my chances with Sir Jasper are going to be ruined if I'm covered in bruises. Uh, Okay, okay, Marina.
0: I'll I'll tell him... (sighs) Lieutenant, Lieutenant, please, please, you know, we're just so delicate, you know, we just, we just are so delicate. We, you know, if you don't slow down, you know, we, you want us to look our finest for the ball tonight, don't you? Especially me, sweetheart. (laughs) And he's like, Oh, I cannot resist your charms. (laughs) He's had it. And he clicks the reins and slows down. Just a little bit, enough, enough so that you're you're not careening around Brighton. And you do you do start to head out into the countryside. And Thornhill Manor is not far from Brighton. It's about an hour away. And the, the landscape opens up onto this beautiful farmland. And as you're as you're going through the countryside, you do notice that Harriet of shuffles a little closer to the lieutenant, a little, little closer than what is potentially appropriate. Goodness. Um, if, if there were older, wiser people here.
1: <laughs> is, are, but, are we like in, can other people see or is it just in front of me? Maybe a couple of farmers,
0: people, people who don't, are not part of the ton, so they're not, they might think it's a little odd and hoity-toity, but you—you um, you can't be seen. You're out of Brighton now, so okay. um, you're riding through the countryside. I mean, I um, don't
1: like the, the the lieutenant, but that doesn't mean I will judge them for whatever whatever they're doing. So you ride along for
0: for about an hour, and as you as you ride up, you begin to see the grand estate of Thornhill Manor, and it is sweeping as you pass the front gates which have little little gold tips on the ends of the wrought iron fence uh you go up a lush uh driveway that leads to a a fantastic estate oh my goodness Um, that is is a beautiful beautiful house and you can see that there's three stories of this house with a colonnade out the front and it's lavishly decorated with statues and it's surrounded on all sides by formal gardens in the latest fashion and there are braziers set up for the ball and as you ride along in the carriage you know so even some peacocks start to follow the carriage um, and they're wearing these Beautiful golden colours, and they're strutting around, and they start to go honk at the at the carriage as you're passing. Um, But it is the most impressive manor that you've ever seen. Even Harriet stares agape, and she's, oh, I I have never seen Thornhill Manor so beautiful, and I live here. (laughs) So. As you pull up to the drive, um, a footman opens the the small open door and helps you down from the carriage. And uh, the lieutenant jumps out and helps Harriet down uh, by lifting her up and pulling her out. And it's, it is again a little improper and you notice the footman checking that behavior, but obviously he can't see anything. Um, but you're both shown into the, uh, the hall by the footman, and the entrance hall is full of marble columns, and the whole of the ceiling is gilded with gold leaf, and it, it's, it's more wealth than you've ever seen, Marina. And as you go deeper into the house, there are walls lined with silk coverings and paintings from years past, and, um, they, they glisten in the sunlight, the September sunlight, through the windows. It is a glorious spectacle. And as you approach the stairs, you spot the man himself, Sir Jasper Dufresne. Mm. So... So Jasper Dulfray is a stern-faced man, and he, as reports have said, is a sickly-looking fellow who would be handsome were he not so unwell-looking. He's uh, got white skin and dark hair and has a kind of brooding intensity to him. But the most remarkable thing about his appearance at the top of the stairs is that He is in a state of semi-undress. He's wearing a coat over an open shirt, um, which, you know, as you know, is certainly not the sort of thing that one would wear to greet the guests. It's almost akin to appearing in your pyjamas and dressing gown.
1: That is concerning. I I look at Harriet. She she's um a
0: little nervous because she's she's shaking her head a little bit like yeah, uh, maybe maybe don't mention it. And as you're looking up at him, you catch a glimpse of a scowl on his face, which which is directed at the lieutenant. Um, but even as you're looking at it, it disappears in an instant. Um, Make a psychology roll.
1: Uh, I, I will fail, but let's try it anyway. That is a 72 over 10, so no.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, you're not so versed as your friend in the finer art of reading faces, <laughs> and you you just take it that he's a he's a grumpy kind of guy. I'd be grumpy if I was super ill, so fair enough. Sir so Jasper bows at you from the top of the stairs and says, I apologise for my state of undress. I was not expecting visitors so early. Might I suggest, Harriet, that you take your friends on a tour of the house and grounds. I will join you once I have completed my ablutions. And as he says this, he looks upon you with an intense stare as if it is piercing right to your very soul.
1: Hmm. Like like I've done something wrong or like a studying or just is this some kind of courtship ritual I wasn't aware of?
0: <laughs> it's a studying look, as if he's trying to make sense of you.
1: I I think Marina is not easily scared, so she will meet the gaze. And he
0: tips his nose up at you. And you get the impression that he's made the measure of you now and he storms off up into the rooms upstairs. Hmm. Oh, don't, don't mind him. I mean, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, that was not the best of first introductions, I will say, but he does grow with time. Um, but please, please come with me, my dear friend, and let's go see my aunt who might be more disposed to having visitors. So from here, you're ushered into a lavishly decorated drawing room. And, you know, the, the marble mantelpiece is is worth thousands of pounds alone. It's coated in gold leaf. And there's a fire going and in front of the fire is um the aunt that Harriet just told you about, and she's the aunt of both Harriet and Sir Jasper. May I present Catherine Dulfray, the Dowager Lady Dulfray. These are my friends, Marina Garrick and, and Lieutenant James Wandsworth, who is a good friend of Sir Jasper. The older lady nods her head at you, and pulls her quizzing glass out, and it's a little little spectacle. And she she examines you. She she looks down her nose at you with these little glasses on. It's like, hmm hmm. Make a reputation roll.
1: I'd love to. That is a hard success with a 25 over
0: 65. Ooh, You remind me of
1: myself back in the day. Do you like horse riding? I adore horse riding. Are there horses in the manor? We do have several horses on site. I, if it were
0: not for the arthritis, I would be out there now. I have several excellent racehorses and in my younger days was known to
1: be quite the rider. Marina is delighted and she insists on a tour of the stables and wants to spend time with the aunt instead of uh, grumpy Jasper. <laughs> so the aunt um, takes you
0: on a tour of the stables, and she walks quite slowly because of her arthritis. Oh. But um, you know, this place, you know, the, it has a fort history. But I love it so. The rolling hills, the countryside, these beautiful horses, and of course. There is the maze. I did want to burn it down, but Sir Jasper does technically own this place. I am, you know, merely a visitor in this family home. But he leaves much of the work here to me to manage the estate. Sir Jasper is not one for the day to day of things. He's quite a, you know, a dreamer, a big picture sort of person.
1: And he's also quite unwell, as you can see. What is, what is his ailment, if I, if I may ask? Well, that is quite the story,
0: is it not? You know, when he was younger, Sir Jasper was a lonely child. He had no companions his own age. And he was very fond of the family's dancing master, which is why he has such a reputation as a dancer. And he became quite skillful. He used to perform for the guests. I I don't recall the name of the dancing master, but, you know, Sir Jasper was very fond of him. And and one summer, because he was quite a lonely child, he would go wandering. And one summer, he went missing for three days. And we eventually discovered him in the centre of the hedge maze. He was near death. You know, his skin was as cold as ice. And, um, you know, he's been living here, um, but he, not with his parents. So we sent him back to his parents to recover. Um, and it's, it's, he just hasn't been the same since. And I just, you know, it's, it's almost as if, you know, something happened to him in that maze that changed him forever.
1: That same, same maze that, I believe I, I, I was told a servant died in not that long ago. Oh, oh, the servant. Uh,
0: we, we don't really talk about that, but I suppose I can tell you, because, because you and I have such a kindred bond over horses, um, it's actually the dancing master was the one who killed himself in the centre of the maze it's a tragic tale really he was he was the one who was blamed for sir jasper's brush with death and you know his reputation took quite the blow and i mean he he did love working here but no respectable household would employ him any more and he tried to come back to work here, but he couldn't, I mean, we we don't know why Sir Jasper was in the maze, but we, we know it had something to do with the dancing master. And the next day we found him hanged in the centre of the maze. And I mean, I, I don't, I'm not one to believe in ghosts and things like that, you know, we're pragmatic sorts of women, are we not? but they say that his ghost haunts the family maze
1: goodness i wonder what happened to poor sir jasper in inside that maze and why he insists on keeping it after all the all the pain it has caused him i do not know
0: it is beyond me whenever i try to broach the subject with the young man I do not understand him. He does all sorts of strange things. I mean, he wants to put fireworks on and they're so unsafe. And then he, you know, wants to introduce a new dance at the ball, which is completely not done. And I need to tell the musicians, actually, that they should not be playing that wretched dance tonight, even if Sir Jasper commands it. Um, but he, he, he marches to the beat of his own drum, Sir Jasper.
1: I do empathise with that. Perhaps,
0: perhaps you and he. Oh, no, no, for I do not know, I do not know about, you know, my my nephew's you know proclivities but uh, but you know you seem like the sort of girl who marches to the beat of her own drum as well
1: so i will leave you two to that do you well i'm afraid uh, any chance of uh, anything progressing between the two of us seems unlikely you you should have seen the way he looks at me when we first met i believe he wants nothing to do with me
0: Oh well,
1: oh, well, it's not always the way
0: that first impressions are the last impressions. You know, he could prove mighty most agreeable. He's slightly intolerable in the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> so you return to the house um, where um, the aunt takes her leave of you and um, and you go into... Find uh, Harriet and the lieutenant sitting rather too closely on the sofa in the drawing room, and they they scuttle away from one another um, as soon as you come in. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! You're back. You're back. Um, I I should I suppose. Uh, how about we go and see the ballroom? Would you like to see the ballroom?
1: Um, of course. Let us go see the ballroom. Um,
0: So she takes you arm in arm and links arm, giggling, um, you know, glancing back at the lieutenant. Um, And the room just opens up like a cathedral. And and you've never seen a more spectacular ballroom. Um, And there's floor to ceiling mirrors along the walls. But what is quite stark is that the high ceiling has been painted with intricate illusions of the stars and planets. It all almost looks like it's moving itself. Um, and it's empty now, but you can imagine how incredible it will look when there are dancers tonight. And then you hear some shouting. Mm. And the shouting comes from a corner with where a small chamber quintet is setting up. You will play this one piece when we get it. I don't care if you don't get any time to practice. You play that piece. If Sir Jasper commands it, then you will play it. And you notice that the flute player is um, very disgruntled and storms off to another room. And the band leader is just wringing his hands and shaking his head and trying to coordinate a practice with the remaining musicians.
1: Marina knows a little bit of piano. So she might go up and ask about the new song and whether she can see it if they have it.
0: Um, Harriet takes you up and, and introduces you to the band, and their name is Dr Dallyworth. They are a large person... Um, who carries themselves with, you know, high esteem um, due to the knowledge of their craft. And Dr Dalyworth says, I mean, I I would show you the music, but we haven't got the music yet. I, I, I'm sorry about that outburst that you saw there, but... You know, all we need is the sheet music, we can sight read. We're all very experienced at playing with minimal practice if that is what Sir Jasper wants. I'm very sorry, um, Miss, that you, you had to witness that outburst from our flautist.
1: Well, um, it does seem guess, short notice.
0: It, it is, but we we are used to these kinds of things, being the experienced and skilled musicians <laughs> that we are. Um, Make a psychology roll.
1: Oh, I, I wish I could. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I rolled a two. That is an extreme success. There's something
0: about Harriet's, you know, extroversion that's rubbing off on you, Marina. You're getting into the spirit of seeking out a husband in the in Sir Jasper and um, wearing these fancy dresses, and na- now you're just seeming so understanding of how people behave. And, and you can tell that despite their calm exterior, Dr Dallyworth is very frustrated here. And Dr Dallyworth keeps adjusting their wig, their powdered wig and, and um, fiddling about things and, and keeps off a kind of almost a bit anxious countenance.
1: Is there something else that's wrong, Dr Dallyworth? Is there something we could help with, perhaps? And she looks at Harriet well, it's 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 just this that um,
0: you know, Sir Jasper has demanded that uh, that is, it gets played note for note perfect, and uh, we we do our best, but we cannot always guarantee, especially if we do not have time to practice the song. Um, you know, practice makes perfect, as they say, uh, but it really. I did overhear Sir Jasper playing something that sounded rather unmusical and I, I'm very concerned that um, sometimes these gentlemen, you know, they take it into their minds that they are musicians of a sort and uh, write their own pieces and get us to play them and they're not very musical and rather embarrassing, which, which I think is why the late Dowager is trying to get us not to play it. And herein lies the quandary because I am stuck between the Lady Dowager and Sir Jasper. And, of course, I must do Sir Jasper's bidding, even though potentially I do not want to.
1: That sounds like such an impossible conundrum. We did have a dance uh, lesson, it uh, wasn't it, Harriet, with uh, Mr. Hubert Paddington? And he said that changing the sequences is unheard of and uh, well, we're not prepared for it. So I believe there will be many people in our position who, uh, whose enjoyment of the ball is affected by the, these changes, these unexpected changes. I do believe that uh, the Dowager is correct. Uh, that
0: that miss is is the correct etiquette. I mean, I would hate for people to um, perceive our reputation as a poor one for playing such a a discordant song. You know, my reputation as a musician and band leader is at stake, uh, and and I suspect that is where the flautist uh, is, gets his frustration from too. We just want the evening to go well, and this this song. If I can call it a song Sir Jasper wants us to play, does not sound like any kind of dancing song or melody I have ever heard.
1: Well, one wonders whether the risk to your reputation is is truly higher if you do perform this song as opposed to displeasing Sir Jasper that does this once.
0: <sighs> you may be right, miss. We will keep on practising our music. Thank you, uh, young lady, for at least you have some confidence in us and so perhaps we will try our best this evening and play it note perfect.
1: Oh, wait, that is not what I said. <laughs> 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 Oh uh, yeah, did you mean that so you shouldn't play it? Yeah, I said that your reputation if you play this discorded song might get a larger hit than oh. displeasing Sir Jasper this once. And I was like, wait a second.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were encouraging me to play it. Well, I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, make it, make it
1: um make a persuade role. Let's do it. Oh no. Well, I actually only missed it for eight points. Um, but it's still eight points. I Eight points of failure. I don't actually <laughs> yeah. have luck, a luck score on my character sheet. Um, but if I did, could I spend luck?
0: Uh, I, I would not be opposed to spending luck. Um, but you need some luck to spend. Uh, should
1: I roll? My luck
0: score I wonder I think you should roll your luck score
1: Uh, Let me see if I remember how to do it on roll 20 Is this correct? I have 65 as a starting luck Excellent and 65 minus 8 is fifty-seven, which is still very good. Mm. So, was fun like to talk. succeed in this persuade role? Hmm,
0: you have you make a persuasive argument, uh, young lady, that uh, maybe we could tidy up Sir Jasper's music for him. You know, you know, if he's he's written it himself, like maybe we could put our professional eye over it before we play it. So that it just harmonizes a little bit, a little little bit better um, I will, for the dancing, as you see.
1: We will try to talk to him as well. I'm sure, a poor man is ill. So I'm sure he will be so happy to see everyone having a good time, and he would be so distraught to, you know, if he did play it note for note and and the the guests were displeased. He probably is struggling with his music writing because of his. Ill health, and he would be very grateful for you to to do uh, what you know is best for a successful ball. You
0: you are a very thoughtful young lady, and I do wish you the best <laughs> in this evening's festivities.
1: You too. Perhaps uh, we'll uh, see each other soon. So you you finish up
0: talking to Doctor Dallyworth and and outside you, the windows you can you glimpse through the doors, um, the fearful hedge maze and, you know, its reputation precedes it. And you can see those um, high up, um, you know, like bushes of the hedge maze from that balcony.
1: Is Harriet still with me as well? Yes, I I am. I I did hear your
0: conversation with Doctor Dallyworth. I mean, I I take it as practice not to get involved with the servants and the musicians. I mean, one must have standards. I mean,
1: well, if I am to impress uh, Sir Jasper with my dancing, the, the music has to be danceable. You understand. That
0: is true. That is true. Although I think you, my dear friend, have a few more issues to deal with, say your two left feet, before any kind of music can assist in dancing.
1: I am very good at dancing to good music. That uh, Mister Hubert's class and this uh, just, just does not inspire my very correctly placed feet. Oh, okay. I I. Look forward to seeing you dance
0: this evening, my dear. And I do truly hope that you can impress my cousin. Um, for surely he needs someone in his life before he treads this mortal coil.
1: He is uh, <sighs> very troubled and that makes him more interesting to me. Hmm. Did you know about... The maze. The maze.
0: Oh, yes. I mean, I mean, the maze. It's, it's such a good place for hiding out with, uh, certain, certain gentlemen. Um, it's such
1: a good place to go. Oh, no, 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 no. It is haunted.
0: Haunted? I live here. I've never seen a ghost there in my life. Although they do. S- I've been, I've been inside we might take a turn about it with the lieutenant if you uh if you so wish
1: before the sun goes down and before we must get ready for the ball. Well, that does sound like a a fun adventure, although I would insist on getting myself a, a pistol. In case there are ghosts. A pistol My goodness
0: gracious me, nobody is going to give you a pistol. Weren't we
1: just trying to be more ladylike? And he you Well, my brothers, my brothers taught me, and I just so love carrying a pistol out in nature. I just, it makes me feel strong and capable of anything. And at
0: that moment, the lieutenant walks up. She's like, what's this? Strong and capable of anything? That's, are you girls talking about me?
1: <laughs> of course, lieutenant. Who else could we be talking about? Oh, yes, yes. I, you know, I tend to have this effect. Are you Um, competent with a pistol, Lieutenant?
0: I am in the military. Of course, I am competent with a pistol.
1: I would love to uh, be demonstrated, perhaps go to the gun cabinet and be demonstrated all your wonderful skills later this, this afternoon guns are not for silly young ladies
0: guns are for men manly men oh
1: I understand it, I mean, it is all right if you're not as 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 competent as the military would require you I, I wouldn't want to put you in a position of of being unimpressive with a firearm uh, forget I asked
0: oh, yes well if yes if you must know my reputation with a firearm is is exceedingly high. Oh. oh, now what 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 are we doing, Harriet? What we, what what are we whistling away that afternoon? This is, it's all very foolish business. Um, oh, we we were going to go into the hedge maze. Um, let let us go there, and um, you know, um, Marina thinks there's there's some kind of ghost in there, so we could go and look for the ghost.
1: But if only there was uh, some gentleman with uh, with a pistol and competence in firearms to protect us in case there was a ghost.
0: Oh, well, huh. you have asked the right lieutenant. Stand by and follow me, <laughs> and he he walks out the doors that lead onto the patio and down towards the hedge maze and Harriet is quick to follow alongside him and and you trail a little bit behind them as you go into the hedge maze. Um, and the, the hedge maze is, is quite tall. It's, it's taller than even the lieutenant or, you know, you can't see over the top of it. And Harriet and the lieutenant kind of begin to run around, uh, the corners. And as you're following them, um, you can't, you, you begin to lose your way in the maze and, you lose track of Harriet and the Lieutenant's footfall. They, you hear some giggles from time to time from different areas in the maze, but you you can't quite make out where it's coming from. And after some time, you find yourself lost in the hedge maze. That happened fast. <laughs> <laughs> um. And it starts to get a little chilly in your your dress and, and it feels almost like it could potentially snow. Um, that is unusual. It is unusual because you know that it is September and this sort of weather doesn't usually happen in Brighton's regions in September. Mm. So... As you're walking around the maze and trying to figure out how to get out of here, you see a tall figure dressed in smart black clothes.
1: Oops. Do you have uh, fashion or history? I have history five and fashion ten, so let's go with fashion. I oh, would. Well, <laughs> Well, you you've
0: been improving your fashion skills because you've got a horse-themed tiara <laughs> and a beautiful Muslim dress, so you can have a bonus die for this one.
1: Oh goodness, thank you. <laughs> so I roll it, I failed, but with a bonus die, I also failed. So your fashion sense still quite isn't up to it's men's fashion. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you you do think that it looks a little out of fashion it looks a little old those clothes mm. and you realize that as you approach the the figure bows to you Ooh. the ghost it is the ghost it is a phantom, and with no eyes. There's just two piercing black holes where the eyes were. Um, but still, and he's slightly transparent, and and he bows to you in the most polite manner. He is a dancing master, after all. Mm. I think you should roll sanity.
1: Okay. I failed with a 91 over 55. So you lose 1d4, Sanity. Oof. That is a four.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully it is not a five.
1: It is not.
0: So you're rattled. You're very rattled by seeing this ghost. I mean you've never seen a ghost
1: before you do you even believe in ghosts I didn't think so but now I'm starting to wonder
0: so it's it's very chilly and 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 you start to shiver um and a freezing wind begins to rise around, buffeting the trees and the wind and the maze and um, the dancing master, it's almost as if he's dancing through the passages, um, gesturing you for you to follow.
1: Ah, uh, I'd like to probably leave because I am terrified of what I've seen and I'm going to try and follow my footsteps away from this maze
0: so you begin to run in the opposite direction to the dancing master and you you st- he he holds his
1: hand out for you to wait are you still going to run are you running i take a brief pause and i look at him and i just say what do you want and he begins
0: to walk through the steps of a dance. It seems that all he wants to do is dance. He's not talking. He he does not talk. He does not say anything. All he does is step through. You can recognize that he's stepping slowly through a dance, these footsteps, in, in his ghostly footsteps.
1: Well, Jasper went to the middle of the maze and then he became ill forever and this guy died. So I'm sorry if I'm not interested in your dance steps. Uh, and I'm going to run away <laughs> because dancing <laughs> with a ghost makes no sense to me.
0: You, you run. You run through the passages, not knowing where you're going, just trying to follow the way out. You've been very rattled by this, this vision of this dancing master and his piercing, whole, hollow eyes boring into the back of your head. Um, and as you're running, you run straight smack bang into the chest of Sir Jasper. Okay. Ms. Garrick, what are you doing here without a chaperone?
1: Uh, I lost my chaperone because this maze is uh, haunted, and uh, I wish you, you had said something about that in advance. You see, I talked to your aunt, and... Oh, goodness, uh, Jasper, what is happening? I, I feel like I know you far better than I actually know you, and you seem to hate me, and I don't understand why, and... Well, uh, I'm very rattled by meeting your your old dance master. And I'm just, I guess I'm babbling because I'm very confused about what is going on and I can't quite believe what I'm experiencing. Is this a dream? Maybe pinch me? Miss Garrick,
0: hold yourself together. And Sir Jasper looks a little shaken at the mention of the dancing master. Roll a psychology.
1: Well... I succeeded last time, so why not this time? 23 over 10, so unfortunately not.
0: Well, you're so rattled still that you don't really notice that he kind of twitches at the sound of the, of the mention of dancing master. And he's like, he straightens his back and pats you on the shoulders at a distance, very polite distance. You seem rather faint. Have you have you drank enough water or consumed some victuals this afternoon? You seem very, very disturbed by whatever you saw in here. Uh, there is no ghost. It's, it's but a myth.
1: Then why are you preserving the maze you got lost in for three days and then became ill from?
0: I do not wish to talk of these things with you. I do not know you well enough to discuss them.
1: Well, your aunt seems to think that it has shaken you, and that perhaps there is a ghost in there—the ghost of your dancing master that you're trying to keep close. But the dancing master was
0: a great man. I do not wish to discuss his death with you. Well, it was unfortunate.
1: Miss Harriet and the lieutenant are lost in there, and maybe uh, they're having a terrible time because. Well, I, I haven't heard any good stories associated with the maze, so something terrible might happen to them if we leave them there.
0: Miss Harriet and the lieutenant are at the front of the maze looking for you. And I. if I hear one more thing about those two spending more time together, my blood is already boiling.
1: I do believe they're very inappropriate with each other. Uh, they, they honestly should talk to your aunt because she probably already knows.
0: Uh, They will get together, my dead body.
1: Uh, Is there a reason why you don't approve of the lieutenant, besides his carriage driving? His reputation
0: is... He claims to be a friend of mine, but I have heard things
1: about his reputation. What things? Perhaps I can talk to Harriet myself. She listens to me.
0: It is not appropriate for him to be with a young woman of my sister, of my cousin's
1: standing. Is it just standing, or has he uh, done deeds that call to his reputation? Um.
0: So Jasper is not easily persuaded to give up information. So you're going to need to tell me how you're going to try and get this out of him.
1: I mean, if. He wants them not together anymore. I've already said that uh Harriet listens to me, so he could help out with that. And I think I'm just going to seem very like I, like I know what I'm talking about and I I hope that He just sees that I want what's best for Harriet and also that I'm no-nonsense in general. I don't think I have anything else to go on. Um, so make a, a hard persuader roll. Alright, let's see. That is a success, but it's not a hard success and it will take how much? 23 points to make hard and that's quite a lot. So, I feel like I have failed. Did you want to push the role? Ooh, I could push the role, but it's a hard success, so I think that is actually probably a terrible idea. <laughs> so you I think I might leave it for now the The lieutenant's reputation sounds like interesting, but not that interesting. in the grand scheme of things. I think I wanted to ask about the music next. So,
0: Jasper just shakes his head at the mention. The lieutenant is visibly annoyed by his presence and, and certainly not impressed by, um, his behavior towards his cousin. Um, you wanted to ask about
1: the music. Yes. I heard the band are working on a new piece you wrote. And he's, he's com- demeanour completely
0: changes he's very all of a sudden it's almost like his face is flush with color and he's excited his eyes light up and his attention is on you in a way that you had not expected from such a dour and curt man mm. so, oh, the song the music the dance oh if shall be glorious it will be a dance that no one shall ever forget. Shall you dance at night? Will you dance?
1: Well, I'm afraid I have been only prepared for the traditional dances, and I've been told that a change in sequence is most unusual. It must be something truly exceptional to, to justify breaking such ballroom etiquette.
0: Oh, well... Yes, it is a spectacular dance, a dance that will make the season, it will set the season alight.
1: May I ask for your your inspiration for this dance?
0: My inspiration for this dance. It comes from the stars above, the voice, the music of the cosmos. It comes from a place beyond the stars. If that seems romantic to you, then perhaps it has been inspired by the great great romantics. But yes, it is a song that transcends all things.
1: I did notice uh, the ballroom with the stars and the planets above looked uh, wonderful. Is that to complement the song? It is.
0: It is. I have had the ceiling repainted into a glorious array, um, and you think back to the uh, stars above in the the ballroom. And um, do you have any kind of astronomy skills? Let's see.
1: son I only have uh, one in natural philosophy, so no.
0: So you don't. You don't think much of. Of it, apart from it's it's some stars on the ceiling, um, but yes, he's visibly excited by uh, this discussion of the music and the dancing and the stars. Hmm.
1: Well, could I get a preview, perhaps, of the dance and the song? So that I can practice and then I can be really good at it during the ball. Um, well,
0: I don't know that it's quite ready just yet. I, I, I would be thrilled if you would take, you would dance with me in this last dance. Perhaps I might request the last dance in your card so that
1: we may dance this dance together. I would love to, if I could take some time to practice. I don't want to embarrass you by performing the incorrect steps. I've never even heard of what this dance is.
0: When the dance happens, let the spirit take you, and we shall dance. And you will not need to even think of where to place your feet.
1: I don't know that anything quite works that way. Everything I've learned and everything I've mastered in my life, I put practice in.
0: Have you not ever been consumed, so consumed by the spirit of music that you did not know which way you were facing or where you were or what was happening, so entranced by the song that you lost track of time itself? Have you not experienced that?
1: I suppose I do feel like that sometimes when I'm riding a horse.
0: I I suppose you sound very much like my aunt, who who enjoys horses far too much.
1: (laughs) Your aunt is a lovely lady.
0: Uh, She is a fine woman, but she does not see eye to eye with my passion for music. And for that... I cannot forgive her.
1: The world is a better place when we're not all the same.
0: Ah, oh, but is it? But is it?
1: Will you tell me what happened in the maze, Sir Jasper? Does it have to do with the sky and the stars? <laughs> I've exercised my persuade Uh, It's a failure.
0: I do not speak of that time with anybody, not even for someone who shares the passions of the sky and the stars and the song. If you will excuse me, I must prepare myself for this evening's festivities, as must you, I suspect. uh, You do have another dress, do you not?
1: Uh, (laughs) She's speechless. (laughs)
0: And he strides off towards the house in his, uh, you know, in his, his strapping riding boots and uh, debonair attire. Um, and you rejoin you join Harriet and Lieutenant, who are at the entrance to the maze, and they um, Harriet says to you, Oh. Oh, we couldn't find you in there anywhere. <laughs> oh, um, thank goodness my, my cousin didn't, you know, find us first. Mm. Um, did you want to see, I think it's about time that we started getting ready for the ball. You know, it's getting quite late in the day then. And the sun is going down and I suspect the guests will start arriving at any moment now. Did you want me to show you to your room
1: so that you may... Get ready for the ball, please. That sounds, uh, that sounds wonderful indeed.
0: So once you're shown to your room, um, she leaves you to tidy up, and the room is simple but comfortable, furnished with a wooden-framed single bed and a dressing table with a wash basin. I think.
1: Um. Marina's quite confused about everything that's happened today. She has seen a ghost, literally. Um, and she hasn't fully processed that. And then she bumped right into Sir Jasper, who was being really strange and secretive and talking way too much about the the star and sky and dancing and but in a a way that kind of was quite unnerving I feel not not a normal oh she doesn't know a lot of people who are that passionate about dancing so maybe that's how all of them speak but the dancing teacher didn't really talk like that so she I think she's going to lie on the bed and take some time to process for a bit um, see if there's anything that any details that she's seen around the house that come back to her head about what might be happening um and then yes yeah, you will get ready um so
0: you lie down on the bed it looks really comfortable but when when you lie down you feel like a small a lump mm-hmm. in in your back and a kind of rectangular lump
1: under the mattress goodness I'm very curious about that. That is not a way to treat your guests.
0: You look under your mattress and you find the source of this bothersome, you know, crick in the back is actually an old diary. And um, as you open it, it's it's written in a child's hand. And there are four entries all dated 1795 and kind of appears like the child. Lost interest and forgot about the diary soon after starting. Mm. I'll bring that up on the screen. It's very exciting. So I'll I'll read those out. So, 3rd of July, 1795. Such a wonderful lesson today. I was taught the final steps of a Catalonian dance that the dancing master says will be the toast of town next season. He says I am natural when it comes to dancing. I know I will never grow weary of dancing. On the 8th of July, 1795, the dancing master said my poise was most excellent. During our lesson, I noticed he had one of the books from Uncle Hugo's study, that one with the peculiar symbol on the cover written by some dusty old ancestor. When I asked him about it, he told me that there is knowledge available to all who know where to look for it. How wise he is! On the 10th of July, 1795, I managed to sneak into Uncle Hugo's study and find the book. Imagine my surprise when I found not one, but two new dances in the book alongside my notes in my dancing master hand. How impressed with me will he be if I show him a dance he doesn't expect me to know? I made a copy and will head through the maze, away from my grim old aunt, to work through the steps. Curious. It's all coming together. Yes... And um,
1: do you you have any impressions of this diary? Well, this is clearly little Sir Jasper. And (laughs) it it is indeed
0: the young Sir Jasper's diary. Um, Very excited about dancing. Yeah,
1: and it seems to end right before he disappeared in the maze for three days. So... It seems very relevant. The dance sequence might be the dance sequence the ghost was trying to teach me, which I'm not very happy about, but I'm not going to think about ghosts right now because I would like to, um, instead of spending too long getting ready, uh, try to find Uncle Hugo's study. Maybe I'll ask uh, the dowager. Will you you get ready first or will you you kind of just... I mean, I only have one dress and one tiara. There's not much to get ready. So, you, so you get into your your fine muslin dress
0: in in um, under a minute flat. Um, off with one dress, on with the next one. Don't even need a lady's maid, and you plonk the tiara on your head, um, and make an etiquette roll. Goodness,
1: wait—is there a lady's maid in the room? Oh, my goodness. That's a 95 over 41. <laughs> um, so so
0: you you really don't care. No. You've got this fine dress and this fine tiara, but, you know, there isn't so much that you actually know to do with them apart from put them on. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, your hair's a little bit unruly to one side. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got better things to do, like find... The study. Yes. So
1: you you said that you would go to see the aunt. Um, uh, unless it, there's an easy way to make it to uh, Sir Hugo's study, but I'm assuming not. Well, um,
0: did you want to have a poke about some of the rooms nearby your your bedroom? On or? my way
1: to find the aunt, I will be poking about. Yeah.
0: Yes, so you, you find yourself having a look around. Um, there's a couple of bedrooms that are unoccupied. Uh, there's a small library. And then across the balcony, you, you open the door and you see that there is a library. You, um, and you poke your head in and inside, it's so quiet. It's a, it's a study and, um, it, the air feels very musty and as if someone's lived in here. It's kind of got this strange, strange smell of cologne and sweat and body odour. But the, the room is surrounded by floor-to-ceiling bookshelves and, and they're dusty and, and untouched. Um, and in the centre of the room are a chaise lounge and a short table, And the table has a tray holding a barely-touched meal, which, um, you know, is kind of just sitting there getting probably cold on the table. There's a few bottles of wine around. And on one of the walls, though, you note that scratched into the plaster are the words, tread carefully. Um... And by the window next to this wall, the, the curtains are drawn, so there's no not a lot of light in here. There is a piano forte with papers all over it um, with scribbled-out musical staves in a spidery hand. Ooh, that sounds like the music. So it does sound like mu- the music,
1: mm-hmm. um... Are you going to have a look at this music? I think I would and then I'd be looking for the strange book about the, the stars and the dancing. <clears throat> but first uh, I'll check the music, yeah. So you look at uh, the
0: music and on the sheets, the music sheets, are the words, these Terpsichorians in ecstatic pleasure did perish and it's just written over and over and over again. But you can, you can, because you have some piano skill. You can read the music. It is music that you could play. I think I'd be curious. I'd try to play it. Okay,
1: so make make a uh, piano roll or art an art and craft roll. That is a 92 over 40, so I guess I will fail to play it. And you, you lose one MP Ooh.
0: by playing this piece of music. And as you're playing it, sight reading it poorly, your, your vision swarms and you begin to see a desolate, war torn vista with death and decay all around. And the, you know, it's, it's a, as if the whole world is decaying. After seeing this beautifully vivid landscape this afternoon, the whole world is melting and in fire and brimstone, and you feel like your heart is crushing with despair. Make a sanity roll. I would love to. A success. That's nice. A success. So you lose 1d2
1: sanity. Goodness. Goodness. It is not an easy thing that you have just witnessed. I lost two, always the maximum. <laughs> so
0: you've heard this music and this music is so discordant. It is it's much like um, Dr. Dalyworth had said it it, it it does not sound like anything you'd hear at a local dance, you know, let alone even try to dance to it. it's It's just something something completely unnatural. Mm. Um, and you do notice amongst these um papers and on on these things um, a sigil that is repeated much the same way as the lines, the words about the Terpsichoreans is a sigil that keeps being repeated. And you begin to be able to see this sigil in the, um, the floor and the curtains and the patterns and written on the books and in ink and, and in tile all, all around this room. And you've realized that you've seen it all throughout the manor and It is this sigil. It's a sigil that kind of looks like a six-pronged fork with two lines upon the top. And then amongst all of that, amongst the music that you were just playing, you do see a sheet of dancing notation. Above it. Um, will you see oh. it amongst all the pieces of paper? And, um, you can see it is a new dance by Sir Jasper Dulfray, uh, presented on the occasion of the Thornhill Manor Ball. And it contains musical notation of what you were just playing and a dancing, uh, chart that looks suspiciously like the sigil you've seen all
1: throughout the manor. Mm. And how much time is it before the ball now? It
0: is, um, you look at a clock nearby and it's just tolling seven, which means that people are arriving now and the dancing will commence shortly. Um, so it might be time that you have to get downstairs in order
1: to um, attend the ball. Yeah, so what I was saying was after she's had all these experiences uh, with the ghost and the despair feelings about this music and how strange the Jasper is being, and she has this just really bad, bad feeling about all this, she can't quite put her finger on what is happening but she knows that this music and this dance are ghost-related, bring dread, she doesn't like them, she doesn't have any good reason why she would want people exposed to them, and she doesn't like authority anyway. So I'm um, assuming that this is the sheet music that he was going to give the the orchestra. She's going to destroy everything, uh, all the paper she can find here that relates to the to the music and the dance all right um so you how are you going to do that um i'm assuming there's no I mean, there's no fires anywhere nearby there, there's so there's like a there's
0: a fireplace downstairs fireplaces. where you met the aunt in the drawing room um there's mm-hmm. no fire in the study itself it's just very dank and unaired um But so you would need Mm -hmm. to take the papers down to the drawing room and that's downstairs where the guests are arriving. um, So the guests will be arriving through the entrance hall um, and and you would need to pass through the kind of central stairwell and and the entrance hall or the ballroom to get to the drawing room, which has the fire.
1: I see. That's quite tricky, isn't mm. it? Hmm. Do if I if I cut it in little, little pieces, would it fit inside my gown? Ah, uh, I know that in regions they had those like pockets that are inside your gown that you're wearing, like a uh, apron. They did. Um, the, you may also have a reticule if uh, a small purse. If you make a luck roll, let's do it. That's an extreme success with a nine and a 57.
0: So, you indeed, uh, when you purchased this muslin dress, you indeed (laughs) uh, picked up the largest reticule you could possibly find because you had thought that you might be carrying around a pistol and a riding crop and a few other (laughs) other gadgets that you thought you might need today. And and so, you have this rather void um, reticule, which you could fit a reasonable several pe- sheaves of paper in there um you couldn't fit it all in your reticule but you could put some paper in there
1: could I, what if i cut it into little pieces how am I, could i get like i mean I'd, I'd cut all of it into pieces anyway and then i want the most usable I think, stuff
0: and uh, the piece that you have is probably the most useful the rest is kind of looks like rough drafts there's lots of stuff scribbled out whereas this this looks
1: like the finished piece of of Music. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'd like to also destroy the most recent drafts because I don't want him to go back and be able to like copy it Okay. Again.
0: So, so you you rip all those pieces of paper to shreds and you you tear them up into teeny tiny <laughs> little pieces and they make a very satisfying ripping sound as you as you tear them <laughs> and um, put them into your reticule.
1: And the rest of them I'd like to, like, hide behind a dusty bookshelf or something so that it doesn't look – it looks like someone took them rather than they've been destroyed on the spot. Okay, so you
0: clean up all the things on the harpsichord. It's looking a lot neater than it was, um, and you stuff them behind, <laughs> um, you know, behind some books, uh, behind a really large, dusty tome. Um, and and you, ah, Is that relevant? <laughs> well, make a library use roll.
1: Well, I will fail this because I do not read. Yeah, that's a 91 and a yeah. 20. They all look the same to me. How am I ever supposed to find a specific book when everything looks all? the Yeah, all these books look the same. They have
0: the same title, Reliquae Britanniae on the shelves, and they don't look very interesting, and they're all really fat and probably have lots of words in them. So who, who reads in, in <laughs> Call of Cthulhu? <laughs> Um, so you do you do notice that there is a, a wooden lectern um, in one corner of the room, and it does have the same sigil on it, um, which is that that kind fork symbol. Um, mm-hmm. and, but it just it just all looks a bit gobbledygook to you. It just
1: they all look like books, don't they? They all look like books, and I can't be reading yeah. right now. So, so you have all this music
0: <laughs> stuffed into your reticule, which is now very full. Um,
1: what are you? What are you going to do with it? I'm going to go to the drawing room and see if I can burn it. Very casually. Okay.
0: So, so the 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 room is starting to fill up you have to pass through you're going to either go through are you going to go through the ballroom or through the entrance hall you have to go through one of them to get to the drawing room uh do i hear music ah uh, you do hear music you do hear the kind of the the band starting to tune up and play the first song. It's a, a classical music piece that sounds very harmonious. It doesn't sound like the, the music that you played on the piano.
1: <laughs> in which case, probably from the entrance hall, as my am assuming most people will be congregating in the ballroom mm. at this point. So
0: there are still people arriving, the fashionably late, as they would say, and, and you can see the carriages pulling up through the open doors and you pass the fashionable uh ladies um and you do spot um Harriet and the lieutenant in that crowd kind of looking around for you um you know to see to see where you
1: are. Um make a stealth roll. Let's do it. That's a hard success, fifteen under forty. So you still despite um, you know
0: Despite, like, they're, they're searching for you. Despite that, um, because of the crowds, you managed to blend in because Harriet is still thinking of you as her kind of friend with the, the rough hems and the unruly hair. And here you are, <laughs> almost a vision of beauty with your, your tiara and your Muslim dress. <laughs> and so you blend in amongst the hoi polloi and the well to do and, um, sneak past them into the gallery where generations of, um, the Dulfrays, uh, stared down at you. You go through the gallery and into the drawing room. And you, um, you find there the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And you are, you take the um, you take the pieces of paper from your purse. Are you going to burn them up in the fireplace?
1: Yeah, I definitely make sure that no one can see me, um, and then I yeah I burn them up.
0: Yep. Uh, so so just make a stop hit, spot hidden roll before you burn them up.
1: That's a hard success, twenty under fifty. So you look at you look around and
0: you d- you don't see anything, um but you you do notice um just the shoe of a man who's tapping his foot in time with the music, and you realize in a tall armchair near the fireplace is sitting Sir Jasper. Well, that's unfortunate. It's like, do you not hear the music, my dear? What brings you to the drawing room at this time of
1: night? I was uh, looking for your aunt. My aunt, my aunt,
0: yes, yes, my aunt. She is, uh, not sure where my aunt is, but shall we join the ball? Shall we dance the cosmic dance of the
1: night? I thought you said that was the last dance.
0: Yes, but I need to work up, uh, my dancing skills, you see. I need to dance, uh. Dance into the evening and I need to give some music to the musicians before they play tonight.
1: No, they don't have it yet. that's going to be a challenge for them to learn it to do it. I perfectly. have all
0: faith in Doctor in the doctor that they might play the music perfectly before this evening end. Well
1: uh, why don't you go and fetch it and I'll meet you at the dance floor. Mm,
0: make a persuade roll.
1: That is an extreme success, 10 under 60.
0: Yes. Worse, yes, maybe I shall, maybe I shall. I shall then indeed see you on the dance floor and uh, ready for our last dance. And he leaves uh, <laughs> the drawing room through the ballroom and you are left alone. Quick
1: button. quick, quick button. <laughs> You f-
0: throw pieces of paper like confetti into the fireplace, and it, as it burns up, it flames with a, a silvery, you know, unearthly flame. It's, it's almost as if it's burning with a kind of chemical mixture. Um, mm. so you, you've burned up that music. Um, and uh, and it just hisses and pops in the fireplace as as it burns, and you just watch it crisp to black until none of it is left. Beautiful, Beautiful. yes. So, what what
1: are you going to do now? Yeah, I will definitely like clean any remaining ashes around. just make sure that there's no trace and then uh go to the ballroom. Mm. And you go into the
0: ballroom and um you know you you see that the room you know the musicians are playing and the um the the ball is in full swing and there is beautiful dancing going on it's very harmonious and across the room you see that Harriet is um is she is with the lieutenant, and they're, they're slipping away out the door towards the maze.
1: Oh, goodness. Uh, I'd like to um, follow Harriet, because she was looking for me earlier, and it's, it's only right that I make myself known.
0: So, so you push through the crowded room along the edges so that you don't interrupt the dancing and you hurry towards the windows and, and out onto the patio and towards the uh, maze. And, um, you see them slip into the, um, the maze and it's quite dark now. And, and as, as you're following them, you start to hear, you start to hear Harriet's voice. No no stop stop I I didn't ask for this stop yeah. and you hurry further and further into the maze and you see that um you get to the centre of the maze, and you see Harriet there, um, the poor girl, you know, caught under the embrace of the Lothario uh, lieutenant, Mm. and he's got his hands over Mm -hmm. her and she's in his grasp and the top of her dress is ripped in an intelligent, delicate manner, and she's like, Marina, Marina, help
1: me! Now... You briefly mentioned earlier something about having a pistol in my bag.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a hypothetical <laughs> pistol. It's a finger pistol,
1: <laughs> is it? Okay, because it sounded to me like you said I brought my pistol and my uh, riding. The intention crop. <laughs> was that you bought a handbag that could fit a pistol and a riding
0: crop in it, but it does not contain it, which is why you were able to fit so much paper
1: in there. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah. In which case I'm just going to uh grab him and pull him out uh, pull him away from her. The lieutenant turns around at touches like
0: Who is this? Who is this man you brought with you? You should have left us alone uh, make it a spot hidden roll. Hard success, 15 over You 15. feel the air becoming icy cold and looking behind you, you see the dancing master looming large. The dark pits of his eyes burn and he lunges at the lieutenant who flees in fright out through where you came from in the maze pursued by the dancing master.
1: I'm not too sad about that. If you're going to ghost, ghost at the bad guy. (laughs) Harriet, we have to go. We have to go. Follow me. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I cannot believe what a
0: fool I've been. That man, he was so in power. I thought thought
1: he loved me and all he wanted. Oh, I cannot even think about it. We can never trust a man again. no. And Sir Jasper wants to hurt everyone here at the ball, and... I just... uh, We have to go. I I believe I have stopped him for now. No. Let us go to a carriage. A carriage? A carriage? Oh, but... Okay, okay, but what about my... What about my aunt? Well, um... Your aunt... Nothing's going to happen to the people. There's no music, so nothing will happen to them. We're just going to go and and f- bring help and then return and and then we're going to take take care of this at some other point okay okay um let's let's get out of here let's let's go to the stables they won't see us there let's yes then we can we can ride you, we can ride
0: until until this whole place is behind us and um, and and as you're running, you run out of the maze and you run along along the um, the patio, and 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 people are looking at you strangely. At these two young women who are acting in, extremely improperly, running around at at ball. And <laughs> just as as you're as you're running, you're running towards um, the the um, stables. You hear a scream pierce the night.
1: What kind scream? Scream of
0: scream? a You know, a fearful, blood-curdling scream of a woman. Hmm. And where is it's it coming, coming from? From upstairs, an open window upstairs. Perhaps in one of the bedrooms near where
1: uh can we see anything
0: you can see you can see some movement in one of the rooms um make a oh oh marina marina can look look and you see movement in one of the windows upstairs and it's actually it's my
1: aunt's bedroom there's something going on in there oh no okay uh her- Harriet, you go to the stables and you prepare the horses, and I'll go get your aunt, and I'll be right back. Um, do you know if there are pistols anywhere on the ground? No, no, I, I I've never touched maybe a pistol a, in my life. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe in the um, oh, uh, I,
0: I don't know. Maybe, maybe in the. The housekeeper's cottage or the, um, oh, the gaming room, the gaming room. It's where all the men's things are. It's, 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 it's they keep the, the, the rifle on the wall.
1: Yes. Uh, very well. Uh, it, it will have to do. And, uh, she will run to the gaming room on her way upstairs.
0: So you're running through the ballroom and, um, you know, you're, you're in a state of distress. Um, people are staring at you. You're interrupting the dancing. Make a reputation roll.
1: That is a success. 53 under 65.
0: You're so fast that people just. Look at you in Batten an Island, continue with their dancing, um, and you go straight through the stairwell, straight through the entrance hall, down to the gaming room, where you find a group of gentlemen are playing billiards. They're like, "What are you doing in here, young lady?"
1: No time. Uh, excuse me. I'll I'll be right. I'll I'll be back. Uh, I'll return this. And then she grabs, uh, ideally, a pistol. But if there's no pistol available, the rifle. Make a luck roll. Let's do it. Ah, uh, that's a ninety-three under fifty-seven. Um, so you you didn't want to spend the luck or push the roll? I can't spend luck on luck, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, that's I true. <laughs> 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 or nor can I push luck. Uh, I didn't
0: know that was a actually. See, I've learned something today. Editor, please cut this conversation yeah. out.
1: Um, <laughs> people must not know you love. Yeah, something. <laughs>
0: Not <laughs> uh, so you grab the hunting rifle from the wall of the gaming room, and all the gentlemen are just staring at you like you're an utter maniac. And Make another reputation roll. That's yes, fair enough. That is a hard success, twenty-one under sixty-five. The gentlemen, shrug and get back to their billiards room after <laughs> all those scenes, crazier things in in the rooms at you know at the ton. You know when people have a little too much to drink. Ha ha. She <laughs> must be having a good night. <laughs> as you, with your rifle in hand, you run back to the entrance hall. and Again, every, your reputation is severely at risk here. Um, make it another is. reputation roll as everybody who is still in the entrance hall sees this young lady running around with a rifle. That is a hard success. <laughs> they know uh, that Marina <laughs> is... Clearly, the kind of girl that does this all the time, and they just put it down to her terrible <laughs> upbringing and know that she will never be marrying any son of theirs, but it is none of their business if you're running around with a rifle. Um, and you run up the stairs and, um, into the aunt's room where the, um, where the terrible lieutenant is standing above the aunt with black eyes and she's managing mm. to kind of fend him off with a poker, um, but she's on her last legs, her arthritis is playing up and he's upon her and attacking her uh, with a knife.
1: Oh my goodness. I will aim the rifle at him, read it, and say, step back. And, and the lieutenant looks up at that and his
0: eyes are black and it's just like, hear the beat of the drums, hear the beat of the drums. You shall dance for me. Um, and he turns his attentions to you with a knife. Okay. So you are pointing that rifle at the lieutenant and you have surprised him. So make a, uh, rifle or um,
1: firearms roll uh, with a bonus die. I was hoping it would be a pistol because I have 55 in pistol, but I'll have to deal with a base rifle, which is 25. Hopefully the bonus die will help. Failure, but bonus die, the same. (laughs) All right. So... (laughs) You fire the rifle,
0: but it, um, it misses and shoots through the window. The glass shatters, and it's enough for him to look up and turn his attention to you, uh, with his knife. And he, mm-hmm. um, att- Oh, I'm, just, I'm so used to running this with, th- like, three p- investigators. So um you've had your turn. He'll go next. You'll mm-hmm. have your turn. Okay. Um, and he moves. T- the aunt
1: might also want to help me. <laughs> she has a yeah, poker, right? Yeah, she does right? have a poker. I'll say, Dowager, help, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, s- Get him. <laughs> but...
0: But first she's on the ground so she'll need to get herself up first she's been attacked so he he goes first and yeah. he moves toward take towards your time you with the knife and I'm going to throw a roll roll and he I have ro- rolled uh I believe I have rolled 3 zeros and that would be
1: Oh that's great. That's,
0: that's a bumble.
1: Yeah. That's great news yeah.
0: for me. Can I fight back? Uh <laughs> You can fight back because he has uh, massively fumbled that and he's uh, tripped over his own feet. Even though he is possessed with the spirit of the dancing master, this body of Lieutenant James Wandsworth is not a dancing man. And so the <laughs> mind is going in one direction and the body is going in another and he trips all over. Um, and you can fight back.
1: I'd like to hit him with the um, butt of the rifle in the eye. Okay. Or in the head or whatever I can aim. I'll, I'll, is that I would say it's a brawl. All right, let's see. That
0: is a success, 40 under 50. 40 under 50. And uh, you bring that butt of the rifle up under his nose and it cracks with a loud and searing um Roll for damage. Uh, what would you say is a uh, butt of rifle damage? Uh, I would say that's uh, uh, the same as like a, a blackjack. So that's a 1d8 plus damage bonus. Nice. What
1: is my damage bonus? Oh, 1d4. <laughs> that is eight damage.
0: So he's he's... I think I killed the man. He, he's <laughs> down but he's not out. He staggers back. This is a military man you're dealing with after all. He is a strapping man <laughs> and he is quite strong. Um, so he staggers back, clasping at his nose and he's even more enraged and the dancing master says, You shall dance the dance of the starry skies above tonight, I swear it. And uh, it is again your turn because you were fighting back.
1: It was, so it's my turn again. Um, can I? So, where did the aunt find the poker? Uh,
0: she must have brought it from her fireplace. Um,
1: <laughs> is it within reach? Uh, you can make a maneuver to reach it. I don't wanna spend my turn reaching it. If I can't reach it and attack at the same time. I'm yeah, not the um the dancing master slash lieutenant is standing between you and that poker. Okay, in which case I'm gonna smack him again in the head with a bite of the right Oh actually, is he on the ground? He's staggered back. He's a, he's a little bit like hunched over, but he's not off his feet yet. How many bonus dice do I get if I shoot at him? Because he's next to me on the ground. Well, you have a rifle flintlock and it only has one bullet in the gun. So unless you've got more bullets, um, your flintlock days are over. Oh, I'm, it's done. Okay, I'm going to smack him with the butt again um, in the so face. You
0: smack him uh, like you swing the the back of the rifle like a club and you take a swipe at his jawline. Um, make nice. a uh, brawl roll.
1: Do you get a bonus die because he's down? Uh, I don't think so. Does he get a penalty die he, <laughs> because he's down? <laughs> um,
0: I'm just checking the rules. I don't think so. I, <laughs> it depends on level of success, right? Because I've got a roll for him. But just uh, make the brawl roll. I'm going to make a brawl roll and we'll see where we're at. Okay. Oh, I what uh what level of failed, like what number? Seven to six under fifty. Okay. so so you both um you swing, but he manages the spirit of the dancing master, pulls him back just in time. that dexterity of his his footwork pulls him back just in time. He runs for you again with his knife, intending to slice you um so that you might. Embody the spirit of the dancing master. You look like you have much better feet for dancing. Um, goodness. So I'm going to make a brawl roll. Oh, that is. I'm going to try and fight back. Yes. Uh, so that is a. Just... I got a success. I'm
1: checking his level of success. What level of success did you have? Uh, normal for now, but I'm considering spending like if needed.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, so he's, he's got a normal level of success as well. Um, so he, um, attacks you and manages to slice the sleeve of your... No, b- no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I'm going to spend 14 like to get a hard Oh, success. sorry. I, I missed that bit. Um, yep. yeah. <laughs> It's okay.
0: (laughs) Man, the editor's going to have fun with this one. Um, (laughs) So you spend 14 luck to get a hard success and fight back, and you succeed Mm -hmm. in um, knocking the knife away and um, brushing his arm to the side so that he again is, is off kilter from those attacks that you've already done. It's your turn now. What are you going to do? I'm going to stab him with a knife. So you're going to pick up the knife that's out of his hands and slash at him in one move. Make a brawl roll. That's a hard success. 20 under 50. And, but he um, manages to duck out of the way um he is a, a goodness extremely nimble man inside of this big and burly lieutenant <laughs> um, and then he he um is just going to um reach for the poker and grab that from the aunt um What is the
1: aunt doing? She's, she must have gotten up by now. (laughs) Aunt, get with the program. This is serious. An aunt does
0: get up and they are fighting between one another for, for this poker. (laughs) I'm going to roll for the aunt and for him. Ooh. The, the Dowager Lady
1: Dufresne. (laughs) Go, Dowager. You show him who's the boss, who runs this and house. And
0: neither of them succeed pushing them both <laughs> away like a magnet. Um, and the, the poker <laughs> clatters to the ground as, as both of them, you know, um, like a tug of war drop it at the same time and leaving the poker on the ground and, um, you free to attack once more.
1: Okay. Uh, I'll put the knife. Really quickly in my massive bag that is completely empty. <laughs> that, that will be one um, turn. And then that cannot gr-
0: be like, that cannot be <laughs> two moves. That is one turn to put your knife in your purse. Is it like,
1: do I have to like, like move things around to get in there? Or is it's not as easy as dropping it in? Uh, I feel like, I feel like that,
0: that's, a, that's a move to, to open it up, put the thing in there. That gives him time to come and, ca- come and attack you. Uh, Fine, in which case I'll just stab him. <laughs> <laughs> so, you
1: are going to stab him uh, once more. Make a brawl roll. That is a failure. Okay. But not a fumble. <laughs> but very close. But not. This is a weird standstill. We have here. it. he, he also is, is still suffering
0: and is... is um, Oh, you've rolled a 98. It's not a fumble. Isn't it? I thought
1: a nine no, Oh 90. Only if you have a skill under 50. If you have 50 or more, only a hundred is a fumble. So oh, I'm just saying.
0: Some skillful rules there if I I see what you did there. It's <laughs> why it pays to know the call of the rule book. Um <laughs> so <laughs> He's you fumbled. He's or you you've you've missed, and he's also um, you know kind of still still staggering around trying to reach for that poker. Um, But he manages to pick it up and heads for you with that weapon, uh, swinging. And he, but he absolutely misses because the aunt, you know, in a desperate measure, jumps onto his back.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Go on, T. Can I try to fight back? If you can try to me, fight or? back. Yes. Okay, I failed anyway.
0: Go on, Yes, But he—he's such an abject failure that he—the auntie is clinging to his neck, and he's—he's he's roiling around the <laughs> room like you know, slightly getting choked, and and the the dancing master's eyes are blazing at this surprise attack from the
1: aunt. Um, <laughs> It seems like we have him outnumbered. It's time to get out the out- outnumbered rules. I, I think you, he, you do have him outnumbered.
0: <laughs> yes. And I think you get a bonus <laughs> die from here on in on all your attacks.
1: Um so are you <laughs> me and the aunt are going to be the best of friends after this? Are you, are you <laughs> It's going to be so Are good. you going to uh, attack him once more? Yeah. I I will f- just stab him right at the Gut, I guess. make I a brawl know. roll with Who's a bonus best. die come get it hard success oh that is an 11 under 50 that is one point off an extreme success ah. do i need it i will spend it why not and extreme success that that means piercing that it uh, was it a extreme success or was it a hard success I spent one to get, luck to get it into an extreme success. Which means... So we're piercing. Those balls. Which means maximum knife damage plus rolling the knife damage. So roll for damage. What is the damage well, that, for knife? Damage
0: for knife is,
1: uh, I believe, 1d4 plus damage bonus. Okay, so I 8 plus <laughs> 2d4.
0: Eight plus six. That knife Uh, that he used against (laughs) you, that you picked up in your hands, that you turned against him, goes straight into those dark, uh, possessed eyes straight through into the skull, into the mind that once was there but now is possessed by the dancing master. And with an unearthly howl, the spirit of the dancing master leaves the body of the lieutenant and um this black whisper smoke begins to, you know, Trickle out the window in a gust in that wind that's, um, you know, just picked up and it, and it just steams out in this unholy black smoke. And as it's going, you hear the beat of these unearthly drums. It's a, a small window into a world that you, you don't think you will ever see and you never wish to. Perhaps it is the world that you saw in your dream, but the dancing master dissipates into the air and the lieutenant drops to the ground, dead, bloodied, and your beautiful muslin dress is covered with red blood. But the aunt does not care. Well done, my girl. You really do have the fire in you. Thank you for saving my life.
1: Oh, Dowager, what happened? I'm so confused.
0: I I do not know why this man was possessed. A devilish, devilish creature. It's just that it must be, I cannot admit it, but it must have been the ghost of that
1: maze. I saw the ghost. The ghost was real. I saw him twice. (sighs) But it seems like... Maybe he's gone Whatever
0: now. Whatever he was.
1: Ah, oh, I will never pretend to be feminine ever again. And neither shall I ever hide
0: my true character again. My dear, I know that my, cal- my nephew is not an appealing person, but you will be welcome wherever the name of Dufray is known. I shall ensure it. You shall be my special charge. I see so much of myself in you, and you shall have no need to marry, for I shall ensure that you are kept to the rest of your days. And when I am gone, I ensure that at least some of my fortune shall fall to you, my girl, for the service you have rendered me tonight. This I vow to you. (sighs)
1: This is everything I've ever dreamed of. I should have killed a man much earlier. Yes, we all
0: should have done that, don't we? We have regrets in life. Now we'll have to figure out a way to dispose of this body, but it shouldn't be too hard. It's not the first time this has happened around here.
1: Um, oh, we should also go get Harriet. She's hiding in the stables. Oh, oh with the horses. Okay. Oh, maybe maybe we just ride <laughs> off while, you know,
0: this is all going on and uh, leave leave Sir, Sir Jasper to deal with this mess. After all, I suspect he's got something to do with it, but I have no idea what that young boy is up to.
1: Definitely involved, but uh, hopefully now that the strange ghost is gone, he'll feel a bit better. So you all
0: make your way down to the stable and, and, and the aunt has offered you one of her exquisite shawls to cover your dress and the, the blood stains on your dress. <laughs> and, and people turn their heads at the sight of you in company with the Lady Dowager. I mean, that is high, extraordinary level of uh, reputation. And you do not even need to make a reputation roll to receive 1d6, uh, Reputation
1: points. That's a one, but you know what? <laughs> I will accept it. Gladly. But it will only
0: grow over time as you and she become the best and closest of friends, as you travel to the <laughs> continent together, as she, as you become her companion in her aging years. Um, uh-huh.
1: and it's beautiful.
0: <laughs> you go to the stables and find Harriet, who is sworn off men altogether and you form together a cabal of women <laughs> fighting against possessed men and like <laughs> and the ball continues into the night, and you hear from rumours that Sir Jasper was deeply outraged when he couldn't find any of the special music that he'd been writing for tonight's <laughs> ceremony. And... He is last seen heading towards the centre of the hedge maze.
1: Well, good luck to him.
0: (laughs) And in the days and weeks to follow, the only thing that you hear of him, for he has disappeared from this earth, you hear that he was taken to the celestial skies in a beam of light to a boiling, roiling, fiery opening in the heavens from which a faint music could be heard. The end. So, yeah, um, Pedro, what did, what did you like about this scenario? I mean, we had so much fun with that aunt in the end.
1: Oh, my God, the aunt. I mean, we bonded instantly. Uh, according to Stu, I'm the first person to ever bond with the aunt and I don't know why, because it was very natural. I think Marina's is uh is a special character because she's given the opportunity to reject authority and you know, to not care too much about um etiquette in a way, even though she understands it. And I feel like that yeah, she's a wonderful character to play for me, because I I, I also <laughs> empathize. Uh I like I mean, um, I have a little bit of a spoiler for this just from watching Hal uh, draw the dance floor scene um, and I kind of have seen what can happen if the song does play, I think. I'm not 100% sure, but I've seen some terrifying orchestra people turn into weird creatures <laughs> Um, Well, we all
0: know, like, if, you know, the Lovecraft mythos, if they're playing a song, some of the elder gods gotta be involved with it, right? It's, it's.
1: Exactly. And I really like that. I like that. Um, I like the isolation of the host and hostility scenarios. I feel like horror really plays well with solo scenarios because you have to make all your decisions yourself. You can't, you can't just count on the team to push you forward. And yeah, I just really like the characters. The lieutenant was terrible. Harriet and the lieutenant are great to have there because you have like some stupid people you have to worry about. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, they're not, they're making, they're making bad decisions for themselves. And she's running around getting me to the maze. Yeah. Um, and
0: Harriet really does feel like, um, yeah. she feels, is it Harriet from Sense and Sensibility? She really does feel that kind of, um, you know, I'm, I'm just running after the men and being silly in a carriage and ruining my reputation. But then, oh, <laughs> oh, when that actually happens. That's the problem when I followed through on that behavior. Um, you know, and obviously yeah. she did not deserve that from the lieutenant in any way, shape, or form. He was a awful no. cat. I'm
1: glad the lieutenant got possessed because I didn't feel very bad about killing him. No,
0: no. Look, he, his body's probably still in that study till time immemorial. There's probably a skeleton just, you know, sitting there and, or in the aunt's bedroom, I should say. Um,
1: Oh, is that where she hid it? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's so, very inconspicuous. So, you know,
0: just under <laughs> the bed. No one's going to look there. Um yeah, I mm. I I picked this scenario uh to run it because it was my favorite out of the um the um oh what, <laughs> I'm like what what game are we playing? <laughs>
1: Um, (laughs) the three from host and hostility is this not a notoriety so i was going to say not a notoriety
0: from host and hostility um
1: the other way around yes Mm -hmm. so um
0: we i really enjoyed this scenario when i read it i always love a ball it means i can just you know Mm. it's just such a key part of jane austen's uh writing the balls it's where everything happens (laughs) even openings to cosmic you know Dimensions.
1: Sorry, I literally didn't step foot in the ballroom. I mean, I did. I ran through it I once. I think you ran and... through it twice. Yeah, sorry about like, that. Like you
0: ran around the edge once to get okay. it, and then you ran back through and then you got a garden. So,
1: <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, not too bad, not yeah. too bad. You succeeded
0: where you <laughs> needed to succeed and, and that's a lesson for all of us in life. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I also really like the handouts, and I've been admiring this entire time the the dance sequence in the shape of the pit, uh, the tuning fork.
0: Yes, uh,
1: I feel like that's just mesmerizing, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's a beautiful image with the music there. I should get my piano out
0: and try and play it, but um, I'm not sure. what...
1: Oh, I wouldn't do no. that. <laughs> when I tried, it didn't go very well. <laughs> All the feelings of despair. <laughs> Opening the, uh, (laughs) opening up a channel to a gate to the, to another world.
0: (laughs) I did. And the other thing, like I will say, like I was, I've been really impressed with how Stu's put this together in Roll 20. It is so beautiful to look at with all the handouts, like an open book and, and, and it's, you know, really enhancing my knowledge of how to use the platform to run a game versus like my usual games, which is like, I'll just upload like four JPEGs and, uh, that's all you can do, right? Whereas this, this really shows how you can run it beautifully, um, with everything on the table. Um, yeah, no, I had a lot of fun running this, uh, you know, who doesn't want young ladies of questionable means and fortunes, running around with rifles at parties, trying to stop possessed uh, lieutenants, you know.
1: Yeah, got to rewrite history.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think that is the <laughs> fun of Regency Cthulhu though, right? It's like you can take history and, and then the fun of Cthulhu generally, it's like, you know, history to a point, right? Um, where, it's, exactly. where it stops being entertaining or, or enjoyable, you know, that's when we start to be able to change it as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I really enjoy characters like Marina for that reason. She gets to be beyond her time <laughs> and then send the good messages <laughs> that you should stab someone. <laughs> <laughs> With a knife in the face. <laughs> yeah. And
0: I th- it's funny because um, when I was writing my own scenario, I mean, um, the w- so this is my little plug for the well of all fear, the Regency Cthulhu scenario Ooh. that you can check out on Drive Through Appetit, which, um, which I wrote. Uh, but one of the things I discovered when I was writing it, in the Regency period, there were not a lot of police. Like there was no formalized police force in the UK. Mm. So y- you could, potentially leave a dead body there and if there was no distinct evidence then they wouldn't they wouldn't be able to do anything really and I think especially if you're (laughs) well-to-do it would be less problematic than say um, later in the 19th century when there is a formalized police force after the 1830s so um, yeah just a little factoid for you.
1: That is fun. I will make sure to make mention of that in my scenario for Regency that's coming up hopefully soon called A Fine Match. A Fine Match, hey? Oh, we, we had such a... F- it's a very quick convention Regency scenario. <laughs> we had
0: such a fine match tonight. I'm so disappointed that
1: Marina did not marry <laughs> Sir Justin. Marina and the aunt? Yeah. Oh my goodness, they're the best match. I Even ship Harriet, I
0: could ship that. Like she's she's changed forever after her experience with the lieutenant. So we could have continuing adventures with the trio against the mythos.
1: Oh my goodness, I want this. Please make a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> we have to make a sequel. <laughs> They'll have to form a society, that's all I'll say. Um Against possessed men, <laughs> very specifically. Yeah,
0: cads about town and possessed men. Um, rakes, rogues, cads about town, possessed men shall exterminate for money, for cash, for goodwill. Um, we don't even need the money. No, We're just doing it for no. fun. They're just, yeah. it's a benevolent society. That's what they
1: are. hmm. Ah, so. That's, that's a future to aspire to. So, Phaedra, where can we find you online uh,
0: and where will we be able to find your new game?
1: Oh, goodness. Well, uh, you can find me more or less everywhere in the Call of Cthulhu community, Uh, but you can more specifically find me on uh, Twitter as Fedra F, P-H-A-D-R-A, on Discord, various Discord, uh, various Discord, but most specifically also on uh, StazaWrite, stazawrite.com, which is kind of the podcast I have founded, my baby where I run scenarios are published and also long-form Chaosium games. And, well, A Fine Match is hopefully coming relatively soon to drive through RPG. And I have my other two babies, Good Vibes Only and The Castle of Greed, which are out there in print on demand. Good Vibes Only is a gold bestseller. Go get it.
0: Yes, I have a copy of it. It's uh, gorgeous. Um and <laughs> I am obviously Cat Clay. Uh, I was the keeper of Arcane Mall, but I also write Call of Cthulhu games as well. So I am the author of the Hammersmith Haunting, a gaslight uh, one shot. takes about three and a half hours to play, um, and it's a gold bestseller as well as of last month. And it very well deserves. Thank you, thank you. And it's also print on demand, and it turned gold the same day. The Well of All Fear turned copper. Um, So that was a very special day for me and you can also (laughs) pick up that which is a longer scenario set in Regency Buxton. There are cads, rakes, rogues, baths uh, and Regency hijinks um, as well as some (laughs) very sinister happenings and it's a little bit of a feminist take on classic Call of Cthulhu tropes. So I hope you really enjoy it. It's had some lovely reviews
1: so far um i love that i i hope i get to play playing it with you sometime well Kat. i would more than love to run
0: the scenario for you and maybe some other fine folks from the miskatonic playhouse um and yeah you know you can find me on their discord as well because i i tend to hang out there a bit and chat to people online um so i think without further ado uh after this fabulous night of frolicking, um, Mr. Hampton would be <laughs> rather irritated to find out what his um, friend's daughter got up to tonight. But he will never know unless he <laughs> listens to this
1: podcast. Um,
0: I wish you. Oh no! <laughs> I suppose I wish you all a very good evening, and thank you so much for listening.
1: Until the curtain rises again, I so would we'll say new <laughs> <laughs> <mind. laughs>